Welcome to the Lucky Let Court Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. I'm your host, Chris Otto, coming to you live on Friday, October 26th, ahead of a big weekend for tennis in Singapore. The WTA Finals has narrowed its field down to four. We'll have semifinal action on Saturday. Kiki Burtons and Alina Svitolina in the first semifinal, followed by Sloane Stevens and Karolina Pliskova. Coming on the program in just about a minute's time to break those semifinals down is Roz Satar of Britwatch Sports. She is the co-founder of Britwatch Sports, also works a bit for ESPN UK, and on the radio at Love Sport Radio. So we'll look forward to that interview in a few moments. Other action about to take place this weekend. The Erst Bank Open in Vienna. Kena Shikori, Mikhail Kakushin in the semifinals, followed by Fernando Verdasco and Kevin Anderson. And then, of course, action in Basel, where Roger Federer is bidding for his ninth title at the Swiss Indoors Basel. He'll be facing Daniil Medvedev in the second semifinal. Marius Kopil and Alexander Zverev will battle in the first semifinal. Now let's talk to Roz Satar. She's been in Singapore all week, and she's been grinding it out on the ATP WTA Tours all season and for many years prior to that. So we're excited to catch up with her before she heads out for today's big action in Singapore. Let's get straight to that interview right now. For those of you who don't know Ross's work, you really should. She is the co-founder of Britwatch Sports. She writes for ESPN UK. She does radio for Love Sport Radio. Is there anything I'm missing, Roz? I think that's it. Ah, beautiful. Well, good morning. And Roz is out in Singapore covering the WTA Finals. She's been there all week, and we're going to chat a lot about the happenings this week in Singapore. But before we do that, Roz, can you uh, introduce yourself to our listeners and tell, tell them a little bit about your work at Britwatch Sports? Oh, of course I can. Yeah, I, um, I used to have a real job once upon a time uh, and used to indulge in um, a, a passion for going to uh, Wimbledon as many times as I could when it rolled around, uh, basically, and took the blogs that I wrote to an interview at um, news associates in Wimbledon when I had an opportunity to take voluntary redundancy and said, hey, I want to learn to be a sports journalist. And they said, okay. So I did my training there and uh, sort of fell into tennis writing through various means. Uh, and Britwatch Sports was born because myself and uh, a good friend from that diploma uh, used to spend our Saturdays drunkenly criticizing um, everybody else's tennis coverage. Uh-huh. And then one day, over a Chinese and some beers, we thought, let's set up Britwatch. And that's how that was born. Ah, oh, heck yeah. And where can our listeners find you? And where can they find you on the web? And where can they find you on your social channels? You can find us at www.britwatchsports.com. You can find us at Britwatch Sports on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Beautiful. Awesome. So we're going to do a deep dive into the semis, which are set for today. But before we get into the semis, let's talk about the players we've lost along the way. Angelique Kerber, Petra Kvitova, Caroline Wozniacki, Naomi Osaka, all out. What do you make of that, Roz? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, strange. I think it's the first time since the uh, since the round robin format was introduced that none of the top seeds have actually advanced through. Uh, Simona Halep didn't even make it onto the court. Uh, never yeah. <laughs> never mind actually uh, never mind actually get anywhere through. Um, so let's start with uh, the seeds in order. Angelique Kerber. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really sort of come in with that form. I mean, obviously she had that great win at Wimbledon, um, has done a lot to put aside a bad year in 2017 after her breakthrough uh, in 2016 with uh, with those two slams and a Wimbledon final. Uh, it's been a bit of an up and down time for Angelique. She split with Wim Fissette very suddenly, yes. literally the eve of the, um, of, of the tournament. Uh, I don't know that not having a coach helped her, but she just looked quite fatigued, mm-hmm. didn't quite look um, a step fast. This court is really slow, so balls were whizzing around at her, mm-hmm. at her shoulders. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think she was pretty relieved yesterday that it was all over. Yeah. Uh, who does that leave us with? Caroline. Well, we'll, we'll yes. come on to Caroline later. But, okay. yeah, she started off... Oh, sorry. No, well, well let's do Caroline, because... Okay, she didn't make it. it. It was a fantastic year for Wozniacki, any way you slice it. But uh, winning, of course, her first major at the Australian Open. But here in Singapore, she didn't make the semis, and that was bad enough. But the news that she's suffering or was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, that was a real shocker for you guys in press, wasn't it? It certainly was. Um, I think Courtney Wynn, the WTA insider, had sensed in Beijing that she'd wanted to say something. She'd hinted at it being a very tough year with a lot of struggles. I see. So she kind of pushed a little bit to get that out of her. And once she did, it, it just came out, um, you know, in a torrent. It, you know, you'd never, of, of, of all of the athletes, you would think that Wozniacki is one of the fittest. Um, I mean, she even sponsors their um, USANA healthcare range of, of supplements. So, right. you know, you'd think that, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, just everything about it just seems strange, you know. Um, but, you know, we, we've got to look on the on the bright side. She has been dealing with this for since the summer, and she came back and won Beijing, um, and she managed to put together some pretty good matches here. So I think the answer of can she manage it, the answer is yes, she can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe one thing that she'll be able to do is act as a bit of a beacon for people that do suffer from rheumatoid arthritis. If, if you don't know what it is, it's an autoimmune disease that attacks the joints. Typically seen in people maybe 40 years upwards, can be seen in younger people. We spoke to a doctor and one of the members of the um, WTA uh, medical team who explained a little more about it. But, yeah, I mean, wish, you've got to wish her all the well. What a, what a, what a roller coaster for her. Yeah, yeah Wozniacki, we'll, we'll look forward to her being an inspiration in 2019. So that, that'll be nice. Yeah. And um, we, we didn't talk about Petra Kvitova, Naomi Osaka, neither able to pull out a win in Singapore. I guess you could say it's disappointing, though they both had great seasons. Um, have you formed any opinions on those two? Yeah, I mean, Kvitova had that amazing, well, two amazing streaks, actually, in 2018. She did. Um, She unfortunately drew Petkovic in the first round of the Australian Open um, and then took a wild card to St. Petersburg and then did did back-to-back titles there. And I think that 
run plus Fed Cup in the middle gave her the longest winning streak this season. Uh, I think 14 wins on the spin. And then she, dang, did it again um, with Madrid and Prague. Um, so, you know, the beginning of her year was phenomenal. Uh, and then it kind of all tailed off. She really hasn't performed well in the slam. She indicated to us at Wimbledon that I think she wants it too much when she goes to the slams, and it's really beginning to affect her. Um, so I think she might have to sort of tweak her schedule uh, a little bit. But, yeah, it was disappointing. Um, she really needed to win that first match. Uh, that, would have, that was her easiest of that of that round robin. And, and then they all kind of went horribly wrong for her from there. Mm-hmm. And Osaka, again, a phenomenal year. Uh, wins Indian Wells. Um, obviously wins the U.S. Open with everything that was going on at the same time uh, and came here. There was a lot of expectation, a lot of interest. Um, half the press room is Japanese. Uh, you know, lots of people crowding in to watch this. Uh, it, and towards the end, I think injury and fatigue uh, finally caught up with her. Um, so it was a bit of a shame. But I'm, I have no doubt that she will be back for many more championships. Not a shadow of a doubt for that. You do, you, that's good. I'm, I was going to ask you about that a little bit. I just wondering if her performance in Singapore had changed your feeling about her legitimacy as a top five player. Like as soon as next year, do you think she'll struggle a little bit next year? And was this an early indication that she might? No, not really. I mean, interestingly enough, we actually got a chance to talk to a fitness trainer who has got the who's been to the championships um, and also has had three people in a row win the US Open. He worked with Serena, worked with Sloan last year, and now he's working with Osaka. Um, you know, he was stressing that he works a lot with their, the players' mentality, and we've seen that. I mean, Osaka's focus in that, um, in that US Open, and indeed, you know, in, in her matches here, were, was, was pretty good. I think her body just let her down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there will be a lot of expectation on her, but, you know... Let's be honest, these these kids don't play tennis not to have that kind of pressure, which Billie Jean King always says is a privilege, on them. So, you know, she'll learn and she'll mature. She feels she's matured now. I think I, I see a change in her. I see a change in her demeanor and how she talks to the press a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, I think it might be a ride, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I, I, that was, for me, the most disappointing thing about her not being able to win and perhaps reach the semis. She's just so exciting to watch. Such an interesting character. But let's let's move on to some of the players who did make it. Two of the biggest surprises for me have been the performances of Elena Svitolina and Karolina Pliskova. These are players who I hadn't written off long term, but for the for this season, I had kind of really seen them as an afterthought. And here they are, both in the semis. Yeah, I mean, Svitolina in particular has been a complete revelation. Last year, she she cut a really miserable figure. Um, and we spoke to her coach, Andrew Bethels, who said, you know, she came in last year with a lot of confidence. Um, he said that she was one of the favorites. I'm not really sure that that's the case. But, um, yeah, she came in this year on a wing, a prayer, and a Halep withdrawal. Um, uh, well, actually, she came in on Kiki Burton's loss, um, as did... Pliskova, and she um, she'd actually admitted to us. She was like, "Yeah, I'd, in my head, I'd prepared for Zuhai um, because I would have been too disappointed to have thought I'm going to miss Singapore." So in my head, I thought, "Yay, I'm going to qualify easily for Zuhai." Um, so 
you know, for her, it was already a win. But she's been phenomenal. She's been so... Um, oh, I, I was watching her face in her last round robin, mm -hmm. and I looked at her sort of focus, and I thought, my God, there's the focus of a future slam champion. <sighs> and, you know, she fought so hard. I, I was really, really impressed. She's got a few demons to beat out here, um, and I think she's doing her talking on the on the court. Yeah, right. Uh, her early press conference was a, a little message to the haters and the doubters, wasn't there? There was one, wasn't there? There was, and because because um, you know we have to we have to address the elephant in the room. She um, she has her physique has trimmed down quite markedly, right? And you know. She she's not a person that I would have said needed to to trim down and lose even maybe an element of muscle mass. Um, I thought she's always a very very healthy looking athlete, um, but there has been a lot of hate um, and you know a lot of comments that she doesn't belong here because she's she's like struggling to make an impact at the slams. But she is a steadily consistent player. She really she's is. She's right up there in the top ten. Yep. So I think she's got a. I think she's. She's got a will to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah, and as as we saw last year, this can be a real nice building block for for the next season. We saw what happened to Caroline Wozniacki, right? Yep, exactly, exactly. And I think she's the kind of player that would carry that momentum through. Um, you know, we, we, I know it hasn't worked for Radvanska or for Sibukova, mm -hmm. but I, you know, there was something in her eye, Chris, just something in her face in that final match where she thought, right. I'm that. I'm having you. She has. So, yeah. She has looked excellent. As has Pliskova, and the other two we didn't talk about at all. Sloane Stevens, Kiki Burton's. I feel like, as far as this slow sur surface that everybody's talking about, I feel like it is just perfect for Sloane Stevens. I, I, I've got to be honest. I have Sloane winning this. She has been. Um, not not as much of a revelation as Svitolina, I think, because we saw Svitolina struggle here last year. But she's just come out and she's like swinging free. Uh, you know, she's she just gets everything back. She's all over the court. She frustrated the hell out of Angelique Kerber yesterday because she's everywhere. You know, shots that would be winners. I mean, she basically did to Angelique what Angelique does to other people, but better. Amazing. That, that's how I describe her. Hard not to pick her to win this thing. She just looks so smooth on the, on this surface that a lot of players seem to struggle with. It, it seems like there's it's really difficult to hit winners against her right now. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, she's always been superb in her athleticism and her court coverage, and she's got great hands. She's she really is. Um, you know, she it looks like she's really um, struggling on keeping her focus, and if she does lose her focus, as she did a, a little bit, um, she doesn't panic, she doesn't fade away, and I think that's a lot to show for um, her run at the US Open, and also don't forget that she made the Roland Garros final on that claggy, horrible clay that Paris <laughs> has, so I think the conditions here remind her a lot of that, and a play into her strengths. Yep, and you know what I find interesting about her facing Karolina Pliskova is that Pliskova beat her on clay in Madrid this year. I find that so surprising. Uh, I do too. I mean, Madrid is at altitude, so the balls right. do fly a little bit quicker. So they probably work a little more in Pliskova's favor because she doesn't have to dash about so much. She can pretty much sort of 
um, stay where she is and the balls will come to her quite quickly. Um, whereas I think when you get onto the slower clay um, in, in Rome and Paris, Pliskova has to work a lot more. But again, we were, you know, a big shout, by the way, if I may, to Chase Altieri from the WTA, whose initiative letting us talk to the coaches in the same fantastic. way as we talk to the players in, in, in a kind of all-access is an absolutely fantastic idea. You know, hats off to that young man. Um, it's really changed a lot of um, perspective at tournaments. Uh, but yeah, Pliskova, again, um, with Rene Stubbs, I mean, I'm just fascinated when they come down for their coaching consults. I think um, I think that Stubbs and Conchita Martinez, who's working with her as well, mm-hmm. is probably the greatest recipe for her to, to get back into slam finals and maybe actually claim the slam. Yeah, I think it's going to happen in time. It's, that's going to be a great match tomorrow. And, then, and the other one is Kiki Burton's. And Alina Svitolina, you talked about Svitolina a bit. How do you see this matchup playing out tomorrow? I see this as one of, I think this is going to be a three-setter. Let's, um, let's all get our places booked for the 2.30 bus home. <laughs> um, big, <laughs> because that's been a regular year. Yeah, right. uh, yeah I, think, um, I think Kiki Burton's maybe at the beginning felt that she was a little terrified of being in this company. You know, it's a bit of an up and down ride for her. She went to Moscow. She lost. She had, in her mind, had checked out of Singapore. She'd have to come here as, as an alternate uh, and was dealing with that disappointment and then got the phone call on the way to the airport to say, Halep's withdrawn, you're in. Um, so her coming in um, also sealed Svitolina and, and, and Pliskova's fate. Uh, but more and more she's played and more and more she looks like she belongs here. Um, her game is a really good all-court game. She's got a lot of variety to her shots, but she never could translate that from the clay to the other surfaces until this year. And now I think she really thinks, yeah, you know what, I'm here. Um, and it's great. To, it's been great to watch, actually. It really has. I, 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 honestly, when I think of Kiki Burton's with 12 top 10 wins on the season now, it just blows my mind. She yep. has been fantastic. Yeah, she's a scary one. I mean, I think now if people see her in the draw, they're like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, Roz, I know you got to get going because you got to head over to the site for the action. But uh, last question, you've been a Singapore veteran. Uh, you've been there several years now. This is the last of the five years in Singapore. Next year, we'll be moving to China. What are your thoughts on the legacy that Singapore leaves behind? What did the place mean to you? And then what are some of the thoughts of the, the, that you're feeling from the players and the media about this five-year tenure in Singapore? Uh, everybody, without exception, has said that they are going to miss Singapore. Um, staffers, uh, volunteer, we're going to miss the volunteers. Um, everybody liked it here. Uh, the players liked it here as well. You know, I don't think of any one player that's left that has been like kind of, oh, well, you know, hey, I'm really looking forward to Shenzhen. <laughs> you know, Shenzhen's going to have a lot to live up to. Um, Singapore was great because it was it was it makes it makes it accessible because it has such a westernized um, culture as well as a a, a, you know an Asian feel and I think Shenzhen is going to have to put a lot of effort into into making itself as accessible Um, you know nobody I think felt that Singapore wasn't going to put its hat in the ring, and I think we're yeah, but you know, money talks. Let's be honest. But Shenzhen has got very big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, 
I think it'll be interesting for the first year. I'm in two minds as to whether to do the first year or leave it to have its teething problems and then come back, <laughs> as I did here. That might but be Singapore is great. I, mean, I have friends out here, so yeah, it's, it's, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and the last question, uh, may I, if I may, I'd like to put you on the spot. You're picking Sloane Stevens. Uh, who's she going to play in the final? Oh, gosh. Oh, you're a horror. Um, oh, let me have a think. Let me you have really, a think. You really um, like Svitolina. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Svitolina is going to, I think, I mean, I like both of them, but Kiki Buttons is like genuinely one of the nicest players to talk to in press. Right. Genuinely. But, and everybody likes her. All the players like her. Uh, Renee Subs was joking that, you know, she really wanted Kaya to beat her. Um, she goes, but, it, you know, Kaya won't care, but, you know, she's a really nice girl. I don't want her to be, like, blown off the court. Yeah, I think it's going to be Sloane and, um, and Svitolina. Um, and I might even cheekily say Sloane to win. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a great call. Um, I am very pleased that we got to speak, and I will let you go. I know you got a big day ahead of you, so thanks for joining, and uh, let's talk a little bit down the road. Brilliant. Thank you very much for having me. And this edition of the Lucky Let Cord Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express, is a wrap. want to thank our special guest, Roz Satar, for joining the program and want to keep all our listeners up to speed on our social channels. We love it if you keep those five-star ratings and reviews coming on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You can also follow us on Twitter at Tennis underscore Now, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tennis Now. And you can follow our podcast page on Podomatic. The address there is tennisnow.podomatic.com. And if you like Instagram, check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash tennis underscore now. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the tennis weekend, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>